0: Oh boy guys, good afternoon. It is Vanessa the sober lunatic. Uh <clears throat> let me just first start by saying that hopefully this will be an uplifting podcast at the end, but I feel the urge to say tell or talk about what uh the little spiral that I've been going down here. Uh so Let's just put it this way. I've been a chicken little since the day I was born. The sky is falling, the sky is falling. (laughs) Um, I'm the only one that I know that can wake up and it's a beautiful day. Like my poor partner, you know, she wakes up every day and she's full of joy and life and love. And she's like, oh, what a beautiful morning. And I'm just like, "Batten down the hatches, folks. The shit's going to hit the fan. The other boot's going to drop. All hell's going to break loose. It's Armageddon. This is a normal day for me. Um, the last couple of days at work, I took two days off. I called off yesterday, and today I actually already had off. But, um, you know, it was, it was just a constant fight between the fear side of me and the faith side of me. And I have to say in, in like, in, to in, you know, in trying to be more positive, the faith side of me has definitely grown. It just, it's just like a muscle. It just takes practice, you know, it takes practice. But I'll tell you something, man, it's been hard the last couple of days. Um, you know, I just woke up with that loathing, the in, impending doom, Meanwhile, the birds are, you know, the reality is the birds are chirping, the sun is shining, there's the mountain to, you know, I'm I'm surrounded by beautiful scenery. Um, I have all kinds of things to be grateful for, you know? So yesterday I realized at about nine that I was not going to be able to strap on the happy dildo for work and, uh, be all happy and smiles and cuddly and puppy dogs and fairy tales and try to calm people down, um, And it's just been a little bit more intense lately because of everything that's going on. Uh, It normally takes me between 48 hours, two to three days for my customer service stuff to wear off. And then I'm just like, yeah, I I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to see anyone. I want everyone to leave me the F alone. So um, I don't know if that's relatable to any of you guys out there. I know it's relatable to some of the people I work with. And it doesn't mean that we're bad people. It doesn't mean that we're not customer service service oriented. It means that we're highly sensitive people and that we need time to recuperate. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, it doesn't mean we're damaged. It doesn't mean we're, you know, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us. It just means that's the way we are. Um, so yesterday I called off. Uh, my work was very, very uh, understanding about that, especially in these times. I think there's a lot of us that are going through this. And I decided to take myself on a walk because, you know, um, the streets are pretty dead and there's not many people out. Um, So that helped, you know, it helped to be in the sunshine. Um, Somebody told me or I read somewhere, I don't even know if it's true anymore, but somebody told me that this stupid uh, virus hates the sunshine. Who freaking hates the sunshine for God's sakes? That right there, I'm just like, yeah, virus, I already hate you. You hate sun? Well, I hate you too. So I'm not gonna let you scare me, you know? Um but I did notice on the walk I was I have to tell on myself I was walking um around the house and I noticed someone coming towards me. Now this was like probably I don't know, maybe five to eight hundred feet away, so I had plenty of time to get the hell on the other side of the street, but I was like, well, you know, maybe maybe it's okay just to, like, just step off the sidewalk and just give us, you know, give a wide berth or whatnot. And I don't need to be so obvious about running to the, you know, running crazily to the other side of the street. Well, at that moment, this person was just like, <laughs> like, total, like, spasming, phlegm-filled cough without any sort of like cover or anything like no hand, no elbow, nothing, like not a tissue in sight. Right. So I was just like, you know what, being polite at this time is probably not the priority. So I basically did an about face, crossed the other side of the street and went completely the opposite direction. And at that moment I was like, I was like, you know, combating my fear side of me to my loving, compassionate, kind side. Um, I'm like, well, you don't have to be really, you know, you don't have to be, you know, rude, so rude as to be like, "Hey, idiot. Cover your freaking mouth." You know, that that, you know, that's not really what where I wanted to go, although it did pass through my thought process. Anyway, uh the walk did make me feel better. Um and then on the way back, I had a visit from an angel in the form of a human being. Her name is Chris, and she has a um a business or I don't know if it's her business or not but it, it's called C Fit Nutrition. She gave me some coupons. Um and she was just very positive and she had a light, a really cool saying on her little chalk billboard outside and it just it just made me feel you know better. I I have to say exercise um fear depression all that stuff hates exercise. And hates movement. It's my spiritual advisor says that fear is energy that is not moving throughout the body. So when I'm walking, I try to remember and try to envision this fear that's moving from my chest because that's where I feel it. I, I wake up and I feel like I can't breathe. I envision that moving up and out the top of my head. Um, and that helps, you know, that really does help. I was struggling with going down the rabbit hole um yesterday and and also today too cuz today was the day that I woke up and I was just like it's the end of the world you know um so all that to say I this morning I did a lot of crying um I don't know if that happens to other sensitive people too but sometimes I get I I build up and build up and build up and I feel everyone else's emotions, like right now, and this is super woo woo. So if you want to feel free to roll your eyes all you want. Um, But I do feel this way. You know, sometimes I just feel like I cry, like when I cry, I feel like I cry from the very, very bottom of my intestines. Like we're talking about the duodenum here. You know, like I cry for the earth. I cry for the people that have been persecuted their entire lives. I, pr- I cry for people that have been told crappy things about themselves their whole lives and they believe it and they're reliving that story over and over again. I cry for the animals. I cry- I mean, literally cry. I cry for everybody. So I just had, right before I got on this podcast, I just had this guttural crying uh jag that I actually needed um holding it in doesn't help folks. I just gotta tell you it doesn't really go over well at work i've I've done that once, and the poor dude that i my putty, my buddy brandon that I latched onto while I was sobbing into his shoulder was kind of looking like uh kind of uncomfortable with this but he he was a he was a good buddy he he like made it through the four minute long hug that i that I gave him anyway um so yeah, I, I was I I meditated for about 30 minutes and I feel even better. I'm going to go see my spiritual advisor in about, I don't know, 15 minutes or so and that'll make me feel better. But um I was crying, but I was also meditating to um of of some some kind of like sound vibration or sound frequency that's supposed to boost the immune system. Um and it was like a 31-minute um, meditation. So I feel better that I got that out of my system. And then I started envisioning myself having a golden blue light of a shield around me. And if you've ever seen a picture online of the COVID virus, it's like a it looks like a meteorite kind of. It's got like little pustules coming out of it and it's like this dull gray color or whatever. So I envisioned... That virus just being bounced off of me like a piece of rice on a brick wall, you know, like, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to go out of my way to, to, to be careless. I'm not going to be careless about this. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to take the governor's warning. I'm going to heed that advice unless I'm at work. Um, I'm not going to be stupid about it, but I have to override this terrible feeling of terror and angst with something positive and the positive is people that are having a hard time through this people that are tuned in people that are aware of their own emotions people that are um, enlightened if you will it's kind of a like a hip terminology or whatever but people that know that this is bigger than just a virus there are more of those people than I think, because I have been pleasantly surprised when I have been speaking with people about this and about how they feel about it. Um, and I have to give to kudos once again to the people I work with. They're freaking heroes, man. You know, like, it's less about putting groceries on the shelf right now and more about making people feel like it's okay. Like, it's, it's okay to be scared. But look, our trucks are still coming in. Look, there's still food on the shelf. You know, look. Um, we're cleaning the carts for you, you know, we care about you, you know. Um, so uh, w- w- kudos to my buddies, my co-workers for stepping it up yet again. I'm constantly amazed. Um, so and then the other thing I wanted to say, and I just, I'm going to wrap it up here because I know I've been on sort of a tirade, but I do have a funny story. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it justice because of the state I'm in, but I'm going to give it a shot. Um, This will go down in history as the scarf story. So this was back uh, about maybe 12 years ago when I first got sober. I was going to a lot of AA meetings, and I had my favorite ones. And um, I don't know if, if any of you have ever been to AA meetings or if any of you are in recovery. But for me, my journey was when I first got sober, I still... Like I came in with like a huge ego and absolutely no self-esteem and no self-worth. I had no reverence for my own life. I had no reverence for anyone else around me because I hated myself. So basically, uh, I was still batshit crazy the first couple years of my sobriety. And, And honestly, I feel like sometimes I still am. But anyway, moving forward. So I go to my favorite meeting, right? And Let me just paint the picture for you. I was working in the movie industry at the time. I was working in Chicago, and I was working a lot of hours. If you've ever worked in the movie industry, it's nothing but 12-hour shifts and beyond, right? Basically, everything falls to the wayside. Your pets, your family, your loved ones, it's like, yeah, I'm just focused on this right now. So what had happened was I was living with an ex at the time, and um, it was just me and her cats Um, And a couple, and her children as well, her two little girls. But anyway, so I go. I'm I'm excited because I have the night off, and I'm and I'm going to go to this meeting, and it's just like a social thing, right? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go say hi to my my buddies, blah blah blah. And I realized that I had borrowed a scarf from my friend Carrie, um, and I wanted to take it back to her because she was going to be at this meeting. So basically, I was like, Okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get this scarf and take it back to her whatever. And I put it on around my, um, my neck, because it was wintertime, obviously. So I go to this meeting. And during the meeting, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, something boy, somebody like in here needs to take a shower. It smells like shit in here. What is going on? And, and I just chalked it up to like, I don't know, whatever somebody, you know, somebody didn't wash their clothes or whatever, you know? So I'm sitting there, sitting there and still smelling it, still smelling it. But I'm thinking to myself, well, oh, I look, you know, I look pretty damn good because I got this scarf on. I was rocking my favorite jeans. I still thought I was hot shit, you know? Um. So then they're, they're, they're you know, they wrap it up, or whatever. There's a, a break in the middle of the meeting and I go outside. I'm on my way outside. But before um, I go outside, I see my friend. And I'm like, oh, hey, um, I have this scarf. Let me give it back to you. And as I take it off my neck, right, I look at it and I realize that there's dried cat shit on the entire surface, like dried and sticking to the surface that was against my fucking clothes, okay? Sorry, I I shouldn't have cussed, but um, it's one of those days. Anyway, so in slow motion right? In my mind, because that's where it goes. My mind is very much like a movie, right? I'm like, oh, hey, so and so. And as I take this freaking scarf off, there's a voice inside of me that's just like, holy foo! Like, you know, the whole slow mo thing. As I see the kernels of cat shit, I immediately, my mind just kicks in, you know, and I'm like, oh my god, do something, do something. I crumple up the scarf and I'm like, oh hey, you know what? Um, I've been smoking a lot in my car, and this kind of smells like smoke. Let me wash it before I give it back to you. To which she replied, "Yeah, sure, no problem." Like, like I was able to pull it off without a hitch, ladies and gentlemen. That total. See, this is this is why being an HSP and being an empath and being like a recipient of mental health comes in good mental health issues. Because here's the thing, okay? Things are so effed up in your mind that all you do all day long is triage, what the most important thing is that you need to focus on. What's the most important disaster, you know? Well, in front of me was the most important disaster at that time, which was the fact that I basically carried my cat's crap to the meeting with me in a scarf and not only did that, but put it around my face ladies and gentlemen uh so uh, here's the thing i was able to pull that off without a hitch without a hitch so there are positives to having a mental illness and there are positives to being a highly sensitive person you can triage that shit it's like another day in the park right i know for those of you that listen to this i know you're going to be shaking your head and going yep that's exactly what it's like (laughs) um that was okay. So I went back and of course I told my friend about it. The one that, you know, I borrowed the scarf from her and she's, she was laughing her ass off. Um, and I'm hoping that you're laughing your ass off too. That what had happened was my, 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 uh, cat Kobe, who I had for 18 years, God rest his soul. He was my cat, my roommate, my confidant, my sober kitty. Um, he had was pissed because I was gone all the time and he had taken a huge dump on my scarf and the scarf had been on my bed for so many days because I'd been doing nothing but coming home sleeping and going out to work again that it had dried there and made a little nice little crusty crusties for me to take to the meeting with me anyway um so that's the funny story for today I hope That despite my negativity, uh, that there was enough positive vibes in there to get you through. Um, If you wake up and you feel impending doom, do a meditation. Do some breathing. Listen to the birds. Things are okay. Right? There's tons of chicken littles out there. I know you're out there and I know you're listening. It's not... The sky is not falling. Not today. All right? And not with this stupid... Uh, fear-based terrible virus out there. We're going to kick its ass, all right? We're all going to become surrounded by wonderful healing light so that it just bounces off of us like a fucking piece of rice on a a wall. We're all going to do this. Um, And I'm concerned that I'm starting to sound a little bit like I'm on a soapbox, and I don't want that to be the case. I just want to share... My ways of coping with living with these things every day um on honestly it's kind of it's kind of interesting that um that this is happening now because it really does shine a light on what's important um, and to me what's important is uh my own sanity, my own guidance, listening to my own guidance, listening to Listening to the small, still voice. Don't listen to the panic filled, you know, voice that's there because it's, it is a part of me. It, that voice is a part of me and it belongs, but it also cannot run the show because bad, uh, bad decisions are made out of fear. I'm a living testament to that, people. So, uh, before you make any rash, before I make any rash decisions, I take a few moments and I think it over. Sometimes I take, you know, three days. Um, anyway, at this point, I think I'm rambling, so I'm going to get off. But I just wanted to tell you guys that please don't lose hope. Um, it's been rough for me. Um, and, and honestly, when I do this podcast, it helps me to feel better. And I hope to God it helps at least one or two people that are listening, okay? I love all of you. We got this. We're all superheroes. We're going to kick its ass with faith and love and joy and happiness. Um, And there is no room for fear when we have gratitude. Um, Gratitude and fear do not mix well. So pick gratitude. Um, I love you guys. Again, I don't care who you vote for. I don't care what color you are. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care what your genitalia is. I don't care what color hair you have. I love all my fellow human beings, even the person that was hacking up a lung, walking towards me on the sidewalk the other day. There you have it. All right. Peace out, guys. I love you. Bye.